today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has shuffled his cabinet today. Uh, MP Jody Wilson-Raybould uh, uh, being moved to Veteran Affairs. Montreal MP uh, David Lametti is the new Justice Minister. More on this. Here's Tim Powers, Vice Chairman, Summa Strategies, and has served as an advisor to a national uh, party leader and federal cabinet minister and on the line with us now. Tim, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Hey, Scott, now I hope with all that yelling you weren't yelling at the referee. No. Yeah. You can't be doing that anymore at Arena. I know, exactly. Yes, I was the one escorted out, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> they anyway. took you to Rito, all the major minister of sport. No, we yeah. didn't see you there today. Exactly. So your thoughts on what has happened, uh, why now? Obviously, we've seen some movement uh, with uh, a retirement and such, but why the need to do this right now? Well, because Bryson stepped out, Scott Bryson, as you say, uh, he announced he wasn't going to run again, so that gave the government the opportunity to make some changes, uh, and the Prime Minister took that opportunity to do a bit of, uh, you know, he, he will say it's uh, uh, just reflection of the good work they're doing. I would describe it as a bit of a two-up. Um, so what has he done that's of interest? So you mentioned some of the names. So he, Treasury Board, where Bryson was, he's moved Jane Philpott. She'd previously been the Minister of Indigenous Services. She, of course, for your listeners, she is a member from uh, from Ontario. She's viewed here in Ottawa as being a very competent minister. That's a quiet public portfolio, but it's an important one internally in the government uh, because it's effectively the portfolio that serves to question all of government's programs, spending, uh, what it is doing to with your taxpayer dollar and the like. Bryson was seen as a bit of a fiscal conservative, and a lot of people liked him in that role. Uh, Jane Philpott's um, fiscal credentials aren't necessarily known yet, but the, the move has been interpreted as a positive one and as a promotion for her. And uh, speaking of promotion, who didn't get one? Oh, well, Judy Wilson-Rabel. Uh, yeah. Jody Wilson-Rabel, I should say. Sorry for getting her name wrong. Jody Wilson-Rabel was the Justice Minister. Justice is one of the key departments in the federal government. She was moved from uh, Justice to Veterans Affairs. No offense to any veterans that are listening, uh, but they would likely agree with this uh, this analysis that, uh, well, that Department Veterans Affairs has an important role to play and vital role in looking after our veterans. It isn't necessarily seen or funded to the extent that veterans would like. So she's moved out uh, a lot of the speculation in Ottawa is a city that has tons of it, Scott, uh, has been that uh, Wilson Rabel um, isn't the easiest minister to work with. Why does that matter? Many may say, well, they're not. They're all difficult to work with because justice, as I said, touches every department, whether you're doing legislation or you're coming forward with different policies and programs. Justice has their hands and fingers all over it because they need to provide you legal guidance. Apparently, some of Wilson Rabel's colleagues uh, and others were were finding it difficult to work with her. That may have had some impact on this. The prime minister has a very different story that she was a competent minister and she her skills will be put to use in veterans affairs. Going to be fascinating for because we have seen how tough veterans affairs can be on different ministers. Uh, she, Miss Regan, being the most recent one who uh, had a bit of a tough ride towards the end there. She's not known as a great communicator, um, but those skills will be put to the test. And, of course, Seamus O'Regan, just closing the loop on, on these three, 
now moves uh, from uh, from Veterans Affairs into Indigenous Services, replacing Philpott. Uh, he's uh, just a local note of pride. He's the first Newfoundlander and Labradorian ever to hold uh, a portfolio in that arena. He is non-Indigenous. That spawns some questions today. But not often do you have an Indigenous person serve there. He's a very close friend of the Prime Minister. It's an important agenda for the Prime Minister with uh, with the various initiatives he has towards and with Indigenous peoples. That's also going to be a tough portfolio for O'Regan because, as we've seen, and as you've covered in the news, there's lots of contention right now between different Indigenous uh, groups and different First Nations in the government. So that would be viewed as a promotion for O'Regan, but mm-hmm. a, a promotion with a lot of work required. Is that a good fit, considering, uh, as you mentioned, the, the relationship, the strained relationship between Indigenous groups and the Prime Minister's office? There's lots of uh, of chatter that, you know, the promises that were made uh, long ago have not been been kept. He's in for a bit of a rough ride. He is. I think the way the government's going to try and frame it is, look, uh, also known that Seamus O'Regan's a very close friend of the Prime Minister who was in his wedding party, that a friend of Justin Trudeau's, also a cabinet minister, is there now. Certainly, if it didn't before, and that's debatable, the, the government of the minister has the ear and the enthusiasm of the Prime Minister backing him. But it gets back into the expectation challenge. I mean, Justin Trudeau, I think, heightened expectations among many different indigenous groups that a lot more would get done in a in a four-year mandate it hasn't been done to the extent that many groups would like so it's going to be tough for uh for for O'Regan or or any minister there but they're i think trying to send the message that look this is still a priority for us we're going to put somebody who also understands some of the plights of your people as you know O'Regan has had uh, been very public about some of the struggles he's had with mental health and wellness and uh, alcohol addiction. Uh, certainly many indigenous communities and indigenous people, and it's not restricted to indigenous people, of course, can relate to those challenges. So that might be some of the liberal communication strategy behind putting uh, Seamus in that place. How, how does the prime minister and the MP package someone who has been put in a lesser role? <laughs> and 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 how does that MP feel about that? Well, I'm sure Josie Josie Wilson Rabel is not very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they still need her in cabinet. Uh, she was a star candidate. She was a high profile Indigenous leader. Uh, but they tend not to be happy. They tend, uh, if they're smart, they don't sulk, and they go about trying to use the opportunity of being in a lesser department uh, in the view of the view of their of their bosses to uh, perform well uh, and try and get a promotion the next time around. But they tend not to be happy. They're glad they're still in cabinet, but they tend not to be happy. But I tell you who's glad he's in cabinet, and this is a real political move, uh, is David Lametti. So you mentioned his name. Yep. He is the new justice minister. Uh, he comes from Quebec. In fact, he sits in the seat that Paul Martin once had in La Salamard. Uh, he has all the credentials to be a justice minister. He uh, was the associate dean of law at McGill's Law School. He clerked at the Supreme Court. Uh, he is viewed as being very, very competent as well here in Ottawa. Um, he's been elevated in Quebec because Quebec is a big target-rich environment for the Liberal Party. The, the seats they expect to lose in the West 
and in Ontario. Uh, they hope to pick up in Quebec because, as we know, the NDP is collapsing. I think Lemany will be front and center there, and he's also viewed as somebody who can be competent. What a prime minister wants uh, with the last number of months of his mandate on the horizon and election coming is competency, doesn't want mistakes and have to defend mistakes. So Lemany gets that big promotion uh, because he's seen to fulfill both the political and competency boxes that get checked in cabinet. The other interesting thing in the minutiae of how Ottawa works Lametti's also a McGill guy. Well, so is the Prime Minister, so is his Principal Secretary, mm. uh, so are a number of other uh, Liberals that are here. So there's a big McGill influence in the government. Lametti even wore his McGill tie to the swearing-in, Scott. How mm. about that? Boy, that is convenient. Uh, the, lots of qu- uh, chatter here in regard to the new drinking and driving laws and uh, the yeah. new powers that police have. Will, th- will this be an issue for Lamenti moving forward? Could be, particularly in Quebec, which, um, you know, has a, Lametti is seen as socially progressive. Uh, is this a socially progressive law? Some say not, because it does, as, as has been reported, give the police the opportunity just to stop you uh, without a hell of a lot of uh, reason and rationale behind it. Um, we've heard some noise about it. We'll see where Lametti goes. It also opens the door for a new minister to do something new. So um, uh, that space is now created. Uh, can't let you go, Tim, without asking you your thoughts on what has transpired in the last 24 hours in regard to uh, the person being detained in China on drug charges now being sentenced to death and its relation to or is it related to the Huawei CFO case? Uh, Prime Minister, interestingly, Scott, got a lot of questions, I think three, uh, at his press conference after the cabinet shuffle about all of this. Uh, he expressed concerns, and uh, you know he's not obviously going to play the diplomatic cards out in the public. But it's hard not to see all of these things connected at some level. Uh, they're now being interwoven as being connected. I don't know all the precise details of uh, of the case, but it, it now fits in that envelope. Uh, there's no doubt that anything related to China is now being put in the Huawei envelope, and that may be useful for both the Chinese and the Canadian government. But uh, you, what, what Trudeau said in his press conference, which tells you where he's leaning, because uh, the Huawei link was was, was uh, focused on there, was, look, uh, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, uh, I, you know, we adhere to these addic- uh, extradition treaties. We, we are going to and make sure that we adhere to the rule of law. To me, that's a big coded message that we're aligned with the U.S. here. Uh, we're going to stay aligned with the U.S., and we're going to try and solve this problem uh, of Canada, China, and everything else that gets pulled into its wake as best we can. Maybe cold comfort to the family of the individual who's been charged. Uh, I don't even know if the charges are merited, but they're all being thrown in together. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, uh, last couple of decades, everybody praising China, the next market, the golden goose, everybody wants a piece of it. How does this perception of China change things moving forward? Well, I, I have a colleague actually right now who's uh, on a board I serve on. He's in China. He called me before he went and said, can I go there? What Should I go there? What prospects uh, do I have for the commercial transaction? I'm trying to contemplate. Um, so it's real. Uh, it, people are uncertain about whether they should invest in China right now. The Chinese are playing hardball. So it's created, we've seen the reaction from the markets as it relates to America and China and some of their trade tensions. So 
whatever positivity had been established seems to have been eroded. I guess the key question is from a commercial perspective and a diplomatic perspective, what's the road back and does the road back bring forward the same sort of cleansing of past uh, tension that allows for stable economic and political relations between the countries. Are you surprised at China's reaction considering, um, you know, the, the way they're trying to be a part of a business and such in the West and, and gain gain traction here? Well, I um, I, I think, are we too deep in now for that? I think we're too deep in, and I think the natural, uh, again, this is not my area of expertise, but I think from what I have seen with the Chinese before, they always like to operate from a strong external posture. What's happening behind the scenes may be very different, and I think we're still seeing the strong external posture as all countries figure, and all countries are behaving that way, figure out the way forward. Tim Powers has been with us, Vice Chairman, Summa Strategies, has served as an advisor to national party leaders and and cabinet ministers. Tim, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.